1: Finally, Illinois basketball is set with 13 players. Or are they?
0: I mean, you never know. It's back on 2023. But things are much more settled now with Terrence Shannon Jr., Coleman Hawkins returning for another season. A commitment from Jeremiah Williams to answer the point guard question, maybe. Um, So things are not quite as up in the air as they have been all spring.
1: That's Scott Ritchie, our basketball beat writer. He will go into the roster. He will tell you where Illinois ranks in the Big Ten, maybe even nationally. And he'll tell you maybe some players they're still looking at, even with that set roster, in this week's podcast, Inside Illinois Basketball. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On the Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. Oh, happy Monday. Happy hazy Monday here in Champaign, Urbana. Uh, the sky a strange color. All those wildfires, I guess, Ed Bond tells me. All right. He's nodding his head. Or I thought it was the return of Scott Ritchie from his, uh, mountaintop vacation where he, uh, was wined and dined, right? You went in the hot tub, things like that.
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I mean, I think the only part of that that was accurate <laughs> was I was on vacation.
1: <laughs> you were not, not uh,
0: <laughs> or on a mountain.
1: Top. All right. That is the voice of Scott Ritchie. He's back after a short uh, break. Uh, boy, not much happened where you were gone, Scott. Other than everything, we will touch on all those things in today's podcast, get the insider's viewpoint of why it happened, as Scott knows this stuff, and what might still happen as the team uh, prepares its roster for Spain. Right? Still going to Spain.
0: Still going to Spain. Um, I guess who they take is more clear now than it was a week ago at this time. Um, all 13 scholarships are filled right now. And most situations you think, okay, then that means that it's good to go for the season, but it's a new Wild West area of college basketball. Um, I'll say the roster is finalized. I think when they play their first game.
1: Mm. All right, a lot of social media rumors flying over the weekend about who that who might be lopped off that list of (laughs) thirteen. I was gonna say, um,
0: and like that's a obviously a very complex, tricky situation um, because in the Big Ten, you just can't run players off anymore. Like really, in theory. Those scholarships are good for four years. Um, obviously, someone would have to leave if another player were to be added. Um, I know that uh, the most popular name on Twitter right now is Antonio Reeves, the Kentucky guard who hasn't said he's not going back to Kentucky. He also said he hasn't; he's not leaving. He's in that limbo situation. I don't think Kentucky expects him to be back. Um, if you just kind of read the, those tea leaves, but I, then we're getting into the Ray J Dennis situation where it, he was an Illinois lock for a month before he even entered the transfer portal, and like he's going to play next year at Baylor. So uh, the internet's a f- interesting place, but the biggest off-season news. Period was Terrence Shannon, Coleman Hawkins coming back for another year like that trumps any transfer addition, or all this point guard craziness.
1: That's Scott Ritchie, um, our Illinois basketball beat writer, uh, has lots of information. We're going to quiz you this podcast. Oh, good, uh, Scotty. With uh, and I need your opinions and insider information. I will tell you. I've I've been making the high school graduation uh, party circuit. Uh, this whole last month. And I was kind of taken aback yesterday. I, I attended three of them. <laughs> All right. Uh, by the number of people who were less than enthused that Terrence Shannon Coleman, and Coleman Hawkins were back. It struck me as I don't know. I was, uh, again, very surprised because their return makes Illinois at least an NCAA tournament team, a contender for the Big Ten. Who knows? Get hot at the right time. But more than often, I heard. I would rather lose with some new faces. Explain that. (laughs) I can't. All right.
0: I I really, I can't. Uh, I'm not surprised. Uh, Again, this is, you know, kind of the, the, I don't know if it's the real pulse of the fan base on social media because the loudest people are often the more interesting ones, to just put a kind word on it. But, like, they didn't like Coleman Hawkins last year, and they're not, Excited to see him back this year, which I, I don't understand because he's not bad. Like he does a lot of good things for the team. Could he be a little more assertive offensively? Yes. And I think he probably got that message from the NBA. And like he's going to try and show off more of that side of his game, improve his draft stock. And like people will be like, oh, he's not an NBA player. Well, the NBA thinks he will probably will be like those are the opinions that matter. But I don't get people that – aren't behind both those guys coming back like they'd want they'd rather lose games with new people i just, who wants to lose because if neither of them came back i don't know i mean you would have got your wish they would have done a lot of losing um because there's not that caliber of player left in the portal to fill those two roles and i don't know that continuity is not a terrible thing. Like those two coming back another year together, a different roster around them, an old roster, a roster with more guys that just have maybe a better feel for college basketball right now, Like that should be a good thing for Illinois.
1: All right, let's start with the bad news. What happened to Ray J. Dennis? Did they run out of money? Is there a pool? Is there an NIL pool?
0: Well, I mean, everything you hear, like Illinois got one of the best NIL programs out there, and it certainly helped in getting Taryn Shannon and Coleman Hawkins back. Um, like the Ray J. Dennis recruitment was a strange one because it, at some stage over the last two months, I guess, like there was a different favorite. Like all of the finalists like were, except maybe Michigan, they just kind of lingered. Like he was always going to Illinois. Then it's like, well, Baylor's kind of you know in there. Maybe they pull him. And then it's like he's definitely going to Utah because his trainer is friends with one of the assistant coaches, which seemed a very tenuous connection to me. But then it was back to Illinois or Baylor, and Illinois like obviously went all in, and the opportunity I think was the same at Baylor and at Illinois to be the starting point card, have the ball in your hands. Uh, if you're AJ Dennis and if you listen, you know, to his announcement on the field of 68, you know, he said that he just really connected with Scott drew and that staff and Scott drew and Brad Underwood are two polar opposite coaches in terms of style. Matthew Meyer said as much. Had experience playing for both, um, so I think that you know played a role. Just his connection and relationship with with Scott Drew, but I, I don't begin to understand why players leave and why they choose certain situations. It's just I just understand that they will move.
1: All right. The good news uh, again: Shannon Hawkins coming back. True or false? Coleman Hawkins knew well before. Uh, was it Thursday? Was that the deadline that he kept teasing everybody, saying, "I still don't know what I'm doing," but true or false, did he know days in
0: advance? I'd probably say he did, but he was enjoying himself on Twitter, um, sort of all of the chaos and craziness of that day, and like part of it, like these guys want the attention. I mean that's why they're like all these graphics and highlight videos and announcing they're leaving and testing the waters and now they're coming back to you know, college. It's it's all part of the game. But I would, if I had to guess, I would say Coleman knew he was coming back before what was it like 10:20 p.m. or whatever, almost the eleventh hour. Actually, that might have been the eleventh hour. Yeah, I would say he had that decision made before the word got out
1: all right those are two of your starters i'm looking forward to scott ritchie's uh, coverage in the upcoming news gazette print editions always online 6 a.m every morning but uh, i've asked you for your um, uh, starting lineups in the past podcast i'll ask you again now that there's 13 in stone
0: <laughs> maybe right not. now maybe not stone
1: who's starting in the Scott Ritchie lineup and have you texted it to Brad Underwood for approval?
0: I've not. I'm sure my I mean my approval, like my ideas are what he's looking for at this point. Um There's two different ways you can go with the starting lineup. It's whether it's Dane Danger at the five or Coleman Hawkins at the five. I think always better with Coleman Hawkins at the five. So we're gonna go with that one. Okay. And getting a text here. From Dane, <laughs> well, Brad Underwood seemed to think the same thing at the end All of last right. season. So <laughs> Maybe it's not him. Is it a is it a Minnesota area? Code? No,
1: it's be sure to pick up milk too. So oh, no, it was okay. not Dane Danger.
0: Good, because <laughs> he's slimmed down, but he's still a very large man and could probably pound me. Um, I mean, this is based on the assumption that Jeremiah Williams will a be healthy. And B get a waiver to play um, both things. Maybe not a hundred percent certain. There's your point guard. Okay, we'll go
1: with. Well, I'm 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 on your side here. Why are you give me the quizzical look? Well, just got Richie because that
0: happens so rarely that I'm, I just wasn't paying attention. <laughs> yeah, actually. So Jeremiah Williams, Still looking at my Dex. I guess. So we had, All right. That's an interesting situation in its own right. Uh, Terrence Shannon, though. Uh, Ty Rogers. Okay, I, I want him in the lineup. Quincy Guerrier and mm-hmm. Coleman Hawkins. So you bring Danger, Marcus Damask, Justin Harmon, Luke Goody off the bench.
1: Seems to me Since it's a pretty uh, potent lineup despite your mistakes in your starting
0: lineup. Well, That's why there's options. Okay. It's a lot of points. I mean, in, in some ways, maybe too many options because there's there's 13 guys that want to play. Right. You can't play 13.
1: That's another question I had for you. Uh, some of these early commits that joined Brad Unwood through the portal uh, maybe thought they w- were joining a roster with not so much coming back. Think any of them are kicking themselves like, dang, what did I do this for? I could have gone to school X and played. Got more.
0: thirty-five minutes, maybe. Okay, but and I'm not sure how the whole, like, I think when you transfer, all you really do is sign a Big Ten tender of financial aid. I mean, it's it's not the well. National letters of intent aren't all that binding anymore anyway. But transfers are not quite as locked in as, say, incoming freshmen. So you never know. Okay. For now, 13 scholarship players.
1: So all Kansas uh, incoming uh, freshmen, highly touted, not coming to Kansas anymore. That name was bandied about along with Reeves.
0: Yeah. Okay. I mean, because <laughs> – cause, uh, the Kansas Guard saw what Bill Self did in the offseason, which was adding two transfer guards and getting Kevin McCuller to come back. A little bit of a similar situation at Illinois. Um, yeah, that's just that's, that's college basketball in 2023.
1: A lot of feelings hurts
0: hurt, I should
1: say. Maybe that uh, has something to do with it. All right, uh, Richie, as he actually did, um, uh, after much begging, has ranked the Big Ten one through 14 in recent weeks. Now that uh, with the the 13 in place, does it, I'm assuming you moved Illinois up. Matt Daniels rightfully so while you were on vacation moved them to number three.
0: Yeah. I think that's fair. Okay. I mean, Terrence Shannon, Coleman Hawkins make that much difference. Um, The point guard situation is still, even with, Jeremiah Williams on board committed at least only hasn't made that official. Um, It's not, if if we're talking about things set in stone, it's not because he did tear his Achilles in October. He he was going to be the starting point guard at Iowa state and then towards Achilles. And like, that's not an easy injury to come back from. Um, TJ Atselberger, the Iowa state coach was, talking at the end of their season that like best like best best case scenario he'd be available to do some things in the summer and maybe be ready for a little more in the fall but he had, I think the to not quote him exactly that that jeremiah Jeremiah Williams still had a lot of work to do to get healthy that's not particularly promising if you're banking on him being your starting point guard come early November then there's the whole two transfers in two years deal. Like if the NCAA is really going to tighten the screws on multi-time transfers and really go by, you know, the one-time transfer rule is the one-time transfer rule for immediate eligibility. Like Jeremy Williams is going to need a waiver to play at Illinois. And getting those waivers is not supposed to be as easy as it, kind of turned into being, you know, the last several years where you could just get one willy-nilly. It seemed like there's three ways to get a waiver now. It's some concern over physical or mental health and well-being, which I think can be abused. Um some and this is a quote, exigent circumstances outside of the student-athlete's control. So there's it's sort of vague, but I think it would be tough to prove. And then a and the third is a diagnosed education impacting disability. So there's an avenue somewhere, maybe, in there. I mean, maybe he throws Iowa State under the bus and says they didn't handle his Achilles injury correctly. If I was T.J. Outsberger, I'd probably fight that.
1: Come on, it's Iowa State. Nobody matters. Nobody cares if you throw the Cyclones under the bus, do you? Was Jeff Gray going to come back and be mad?
0: He could be, but uh, it's just it's Iowa State. It's not what it used to be. Where, and, I mean, getting waivers used to be kind of tough. Like, and give you a go with you know, an Illinois example, what Ahmad Starks didn't get one, even though he had a pretty good case on the football side, like Luke Ford, obviously had a, a case and didn't get one. But then that changed over the last two, three, four years where basically everyone got one. So now they're trying to lock it back up. And you wouldn't think Illinois would go down the Jeremiah Williams path unless they were pretty sure he'd be able to play this coming year. But we don't know that for certain, whatever today is, June something, 5th.
1: Good to have you back, Scott Ritchie. Um, did you enjoy the Taylor Swift concert? That is my first question. Uh, I heard, you know, I heard it was a, a banger. We had a, we had a high school kid from Champaign Central take over our Snapchat. Did a wonderful job. I thought I saw you in a couple of her snaps. You did not. You were in the VIP section. Who knew? Big bearded guy like yourself.
0: I'd have, I'm not forking over ten grand, <laughs> whatever <laughs> craziness. Uh, yeah. Uh, those are apparently okay. big events I did not attend.
1: Okay. Um, I'm glad you had fun. Uh, what's next for Illinois basketball? <laughs> are they? Saw some of the freshmen maybe showed up at uh, Papa Dell's, did I see uh, yesterday?
0: Well, Dre Gibbs Lawhorn is in Champaign. Okay. Um, Imani Hansberry is due in town this month because his graduation from Mount St. Joseph in, in Maryland was a little later in the calendar, in the school year. Um, yeah, summer workouts will get underway this month. Um, just, uh, what is it, eight hours per week that can be split between being on the court and in the weight room with Adam Fletcher. And then July, they'll have their 10 like actual practices where they can bump up the the number of hours because they do have the the foreign tour.
1: All right, uh, at least there's excitement uh, for Illinois basketball still with the, getting two the two guys back. Again, makes them a Big Ten contender. What, a four seed, I understand, in the early uh, brackets?
0: Yeah, I mean, okay with Purdue, that. Michigan State are certainly the favorites right now, but Terrence Chan and Coleman Hawkins, again, like that puts Illinois closer that
1: competition. Anybody still out there that could make a run at Illinois with a couple late additions here in this uh, portal season in your mind in the Big Ten? Don't say Rutgers.
0: No, and Rutgers actually took a hit when Cam Spencer hit the portal late, Um, but as a grad transfer, he could do that. Um, Seems like there was some NIL luring there. Uh, I don't think... There's anybody in the Big Ten that's going to m- make the... I think a lot of teams have, have made their moves already. Like, Michigan needs to make some, but they're so far behind the eight ball. Like, they can't... Even if they add two or three guys, which I think they probably have to. I don't know how many... They don't have that many scholarship players. Um, I don't think it'd be enough to to jump that much. So, probably pretty solid. You know, it's top three, top four... Top five, at worst. Schedule, the uh,
1: schedule keeps leaking out a little bit. Uh, a couple of other games added uh, since you've uh, you've been around. Uh, fill me in.
0: Um, well, the Gavit games was set, and this will be the final year of that, unless the Big Ten and the Big East uh, extend their agreement. Uh, they're going to play Marquette, who's arguably the Big East favorite. Um, after UConn lost. Three pretty crucial players from their title, from their national championship team, but you know Marquette did win the Big East regular season and tournament titles last year. Bring back everybody except for Olivier Maxens Prosper, who stayed in the draft, had a really good showing at the combine, so that was pretty much expected after after that. Um, so that's a big game, but it's good for Illinois that that game is in Champaign. Um, then. I think the only other game was non-conference against Oakland. So, you know, the battle for Kendrick Nunn. Whoever wins gets to claim him.
1: Here's your chance to claim Scott Ritchie. Uh, we have an open house here at the News Gazette on Wednesday, 3 to 6. If you haven't RSVP'd, there's still time to do it. Ed Bond will be there, too. You can um, give him a high five, ask him about his favorite broadcasts. You can poke fun at Ritchie's uh, prediction, prediction record. Uh, what else can they poke fun at you?
0: But they don't need to do that. They can. Yeah,
1: but no. you get to see the very desk that Scott Ritchie sometimes works at.
0: It's clean. That's <laughs> pretty exciting, <I> guess. <laughs> Right,
1: Right in the shadows of Lauren Tateway, the street sign that we stole um, from downtown Champaign. There. Hopefully uh, we will see plenty of you uh Brad Underwood is uh not been out in public have you put in an interview request for him to get his words All well, I keep seeing is statements
0: Yeah um doing that today okay
1: Does he have any availability coming up you live here he should open up to you
0: you think um I don't think there's anything like on the schedule until he'll probably be at Kendall Gill's golf outing because he he does come every year. Um, talks to the fans, and to media. So, but that's not until July.
1: Well, it's hopefully uh, we'll hear from him uh, sooner than that. With uh, sitting down with our our guy Richie. Um, what else? Uh, he's got to be happy, right, with how it all played out. I know it wasn't a perfect three for three last week, but getting two out of the three means he's doing something right. There is uh, seemingly a good connection with the stars.
0: Yeah, like that he gets his top player, like gets an extra year out of his top players has been kind of a a trend, a theme. Like you wouldn't have anticipated getting three years out of Io Sumo. Could I mean, there was some thought he'd be one and done. And he got three and turned him into, a, and turned into an All-American. Got three years out of Kofi Coburn. All-American and back-to-back seasons. Um, got two out of Terrence Shannon. Like When Terrence Shannon committed to Illinois last, what was it, last May, two Mays ago, May 2022, 20, like, I think the, everyone's expectation was he'll be here for one year. And he got another year out of him and he's got four years out of Coleman Hawkins who I mean it's because Io and Kofi left early but and Trent Frazier Demonte Williams were not Brad Underwood but Coleman Hawkins will be the first Brad Underwood recruit to play four years in Champaign so that's worked keeping everybody else maybe not so much but been able to keep his best players, and at least in the last couple off-seasons, NIL has certainly helped.
1: If you read your Sunday print edition of the News Gazette, you saw some national responses to the NIL situation at at Illinois, including the Icon leader. Whoever uh, uh, got that started ahead of the game at Illinois, as you've said before, who gets the most credit for that? Is that a Whitman thing, do you think? He addressed it early on.
0: Is yeah, I mean, program I think, thing. Like they were ready when, like, so just two summers ago, I guess, when legislation was starting to be passed all over the country. The NCAA basically threw up their hands and said, "Go at it. We, that we, we're we're not ready, but we're not going to be able to fight this in court. So do it to it." Um, so they were they were ready to move forward there. I think you know. They hired Cam Cox in the very early going, and he was kind of a central figure. But and then collective started becoming a thing. There, there was a third party collective, obviously with the Guardians. Um, then there were some changes made where universities could be more actively involved in that, so they created their own. Um, Kathleen Knight, Jackie Simoniak, you know, kind of fronting that. so like they, they've I think been ready at every turn for the <laughs> shifting sands of, of NIL. So I mean, I think you have to be to be competitive. Again, I don't. I mean, I I think athletes being able to make money is perfectly fine. What NIL is now is not name, image, and likeness. It's we're gonna give you money. You'll do enough to quote unquote earn it, and that's good.
1: That was the other theme over the weekend on my tour of graduation parties. Despite the surprising take on Coleman Hawkins and Terrence Shannon, the unsurprising take was, boy, do I hate college basketball's NIL situation now. It's taken the the fun out of the game was what I heard.
0: I, I can understand people having mm-hmm. those opinions. Um, it's a crazy landscape. I mean, there we're almost 2,000 players in the portal again this year, and... Some of those moves were just based purely on getting the bag somewhere mm-hmm. else.
1: Yeah, the theme though, the what you should, the takeaway, Scott Ritchie, is that it's uh, the first weekend of June, and anywhere I went, all they wanted to do was talk Illinois basketball. That's why you're the beat writer, and that's uh, should make you feel good, and that's uh, should move you forward. How much we rely on your constant attention to that beat. It's a privilege, Scott Ritchie. Love it. Can't wait to read more of it. Uh won't let you go before some recruiting information. What do you got for me? I know you're writing about it a lot every morning. Players are offering, they're yeah, players are watching.
0: Two new offers over the the weekend. Uh, class of twenty twenty four forward out of Texas. Uh Dylan Battier, um or Petit. Probably Petit, that would be more accurate. Uh six eight six nine forward. Uh led his team to it's essentially the uh, the quarterfinals of the Class Five A Texas State Championship, and then a offer to gosh, I'm going to blank on his name. Class twenty twenty six forward. Oh boy, I just wrote this yesterday. It's a bad <laughs> sign, think Scott that. Ritchie. <laughs> um, I know what school he went to, it was North Tampa Christian Academy, um, not like a very big name school at all, uh, independent in the state of Florida, and I just keep, put up huge numbers, team won 24 games, uh, averaged almost a triple-double, like 19 points, 13 rebounds, 9 blocks, so I, I question who they were playing, and his name is Tony Bryant, there we go. I was going to get there eventually. Uh so just I mean that's a, obviously a very long-term play cuz he just finished his freshman year of high school. Um but yeah, Illinois is still offering high school players? Good. Don't know how many of them they'll actually sign every year. Probably not very many.
1: Yeah, if the portal season and the uh, has done anything, it's uh, taken some of the spotlight off the the high school recruiting situation which used to be insane seems less insane
0: these days yeah that's just I don't know that there's as much interest from or attention it's probably from the fans and from college coaches because you look at what Brad Underwood did this off season, it was like let me just add a bunch of old guys <laughs> mm, comparatively um, and because of that you know Justin Harmon Quincy Garrier Marcus Damask we have this is their last year like he's going to be in the same boat next year
1: congratulations to kevin hardy Simeon rice making the college football hall of fame ballot for 2024 bob osmussen a voting member of that he says one of these days they are going to make it mo gardner was your last hall of famer from illinois uh congratulations mike small bringing in another uh, run at an ncaa golf title uh, volleyball recruiting uh, hot and heavy Trying to cover all my bases here. And there's um, high school football camps in town over the weekend, I noticed. Brett Bielma doing good things. Anything I'm forgetting, Scott Reggie, before I let you go?
0: I don't think so. I think, that was, I think that's everything. All
1: right. Well, that's great. Good to have you back, Scott. Uh, we will uh, talk to you next Monday.